welcome to the Cheer Up Podcast. I'm your host, Kara Hunt, and with me, as always, is the wonderful and beautiful and thoughtful author, Sherry Swalwa. How are you doing this morning, Sherry? I am fantastic. I, I'm telling you, Kara, I absolutely positively love fall, so there is no way that no matter what the weather is outside, no matter what the temperature is, that I can't be happy because it is fall. And for our, our listeners, I have to say, you shared with me your amazing hot chocolate recipe. So I have to back up for one second because if you are into clean living, and I've had some issues this, this past, well, I've had issues for a few years. Um, and so one of the ways that I'm trying to work on bettering my health is cleaning up my, my eating, my nutrition. And you shared with me the most amazing hot chocolate recipe. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It is a new favorite of mine. Love it so much. So I'm wondering if you would be willing. I don't know if it's a secret family recipe, but if not, I wondered if you would share it in either our Cheer Up Podcast Facebook group or at the bottom of the um, of the podcast when it goes out, you know, however that works. You're you're amazing with the whole technology thing. I don't understand it completely, but your hot chocolate is amazing. Amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not, yes, and it's, it's funny that you're <clears throat> that you mention it because as you were talking, I was actually sipping some. I just had I have a cup <laughs> of it next to me. <laughs> well, you know. It's not my morning wake up, but it's my evening. I survived the day. This is this is my way to unwind. I love it. Love it. Love it. And it is just, uh, it's amazing. No, it's not a secret family recipe. And as far as I know, those who um, do clean eating and clean living and, you know, things like that, they may already know. But I think, uh, I'm not mistaken, but I'm almost positive um, a functional medicine doctor shared it with me. And it's um, simply because, you know, uh, I try to, I, I love coffee, but I try to stay away from it just because, you know, we've had that whole caffeine, strong caffeine conversation, you know, before yeah. in various podcasts. So. Uh, to me, coffee is a treat, you know, so I may have a cup like once every two or three months and everything else. I absolutely love it, but it's just not the best for me, <laughs> you know, uh, and everything else. And um, it, this particular uh, hot cocoa drink is made with raw cocoa, um, and you actually make it at home with very easy, inexpensive ingredients with a pot, you know, yes. <laughs> and you just, you know. That's mm -hmm. part of the fun, I think. I really think that's Yes. Part. It sounds crazy that I want more work in my life, but it's relaxing. I love it. It's Isn't so it relaxing? Yes. When I get up and in the morning. That long. But, yes, it is so relaxing because, <clears throat> and it only takes, what, three, three minutes, yeah. three, four? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're only waiting for your, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You only wanted to. Me, I like mine really hot, but I like all yes. my beverages really hot. So, yeah, three to five minutes and you're done. Like, it's so easy but so relaxed. I feel like Little House on the Prairie, or I feel like I'm Amish. I feel, and and I say all that mm -hmm. with love. I truly do. Like, I'm not, I'm not being um, disrespectful by any means. I personally love that era. So, yeah. Oh, I absolutely. It gives you that... That home 
ish feeling, I guess is what I'm, I think you're trying to say. And I, I can't yeah. think of the word, right? You know, but um, it just gives you that. And uh, the main two ingredients, like I said, is raw cocoa. You can get that from any health food store or even more and more, I think, regular uh, grocery stores are carrying it now. Oh, you yeah. know, I think the one I'm using is just the plain old Hershey. It's non-GMO. It's mm-hmm. 100% cocoa, unsweetened. It's wonderful. And mm-hmm. I, I go back and forth. Sometimes I use the coconut milk. Sometimes I use, we found this almond simply or simply almond or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that one's really good, too. Oh, you know what? I probably have to mention that to my husband because, like, when we do it, and those are the two main ingredients, uh, listeners. It's just um, raw cocoa and um, your favorite um, non-dairy milk Um, because, you know, dairy – just regular dairy tends to cause inflammation in a lot of people, you know, um, among, you know, other things and, you know, stuff like that. So a very, uh, unless you have your own cow in your backyard, which a lot of people do, uh, <laughs> and the milk is like, you know, pure, you know, and hasn't been uh, tampered with, then of course you can use, you know, your, your, your cow's milk or whatever, but, but for the most part, it's your non-dairy milk. And um, I and I had mentioned to Sherry, I'm like, I'm a coconut milk girl. Not everyone likes it. It seems like more and more people love the almond milk and or oat milk or all the other nut milks, but um, and everything else. But I'm like, I'm, I'm a co- and so I make mine with coconut milk, and then you know, it's about three or four, maybe five other ingredients that go into it. Um, but my husband is like you, Sherry. He's the almond. He he loves almond milk. You know, well, um, both. I really mm. do. So I'm I'm a both of you guys. I like to flip-flop back and forth, and we use coconut oil all the time. So I love that coconut flavor. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love if when I bake, which I don't bake as often, but when I bake, especially like my homemade banana bread, I use coconut oil, and oh, my gosh, it makes it more moist, and it stays moist like all week long. Instead of, you know how like normally when you bake bread, mm-hmm. like by day two or three, it's like dry and gross. Yes. Yeah, no, the, the coconut oil keeps it moist. I love coconut. It, I, yeah, everything about coconut I love. So I love See, coconut. this no, is why, <clears throat> this is why either, you know, we, we have got to figure out a way to be next door neighbors. Because if I'm out of coconut <laughs> milk, I can walk next door. To be like, Sherry, I got a cup here. Can I get some coconut? Can I get some coconut oil? Because I buy coconut oil by the gallon. I am not kidding. Yes. You know, you go yes. in my pantry right yes. now. It's like a huge five gallon thing. You know, yes. um, because like you, I love that coconut flavor, the coconut oil, coconut flour, um, coconut milk, and I also, you know, for baking and I. Uh, uh, for my breads and stuff, I use like almond flours, you know, and things like that, just non-grain flours, you know, uh, again, for me, unless you grain your own, you you uh, mill your own grain, then that's fine. You know, it's just, you know, staying away from the processed parts of the milk right. and the grain. So I don't want people to think that I'm against all dairy, you know, and everything else. But if I had a meal in my backyard, I'd be eating a lot more grain. If I had my own cow... <laughs> who I probably name, you know, Susie, I'll be getting fresh milk <laughs> every morning. Because, <laughs> you know, you're eliminating that, that um, processing part of it to where a lot of the other chemicals and all that other stuff is introduced into it, and it becomes adulterated, and it's just not as healthy for us. So that's all we're saying. Right. For those who right. love dairy and grain, that that's all we're saying. Um, and my body tends to react a little different to grain, Um 
you know, like just regular store-bought grains. So I try to stay away from it, you know, and that's why, you know, I use the coconut flowers and the almond flowers or whatever, so... Uh, and everything else. So, but anyway, if you guys would love any more clean living tips, contact Kara and Sherry. <laughs> clean eating. <laughs> so, we've been, we've been, and we are nowhere near experts. You can just do an internet search and you can find all sorts of stuff about what we were just talking about um, and everything like that. So, I was kind of like mildly kidding, but um, we, we, those are some of the things we talk about often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just different information like that. And also, there um, are a lot of fall, autumn recipes, like baking and things like that. And I, you know, um, that you can, you know, use alternate flowers, you know, and stuff in. So, and this is the time of season I like to bake, so it's all good. But I will try to remember to post that recipe. <laughs> You know, um, either in a podcast group or via social media, you know, or something like that. And you know what? One of the things I like about, like, as I'm just, as we were just talking about the Hakakoa, and I'm sitting here talking to to you with it, and I have the mug in my hand, and it's still very warm. It's still actually hot, so I'm, like, sipping it, and I'm feeling the warmth, just kind of seep into my fingers as I'm holding it on this chilly morning, it is the perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about today, and that's stress. (laughs) It's a lot is the name of the series that we will be talking about here in November, and there is five uh, Wednesdays in November, so it'll be a five-episode series, and it, you know, it'll be like it's a lot part one, it's a lot part two, all the way to five. But each one, we're going to be talking about different seg- um, segments and um, sub-segments, you know, of it's a lot, meaning, you know, just stress and everything that um, we just deal with, like, on an everyday basis and different ways to kind of that, you know, Sherry and I have kind of found um, how to deal with it. And, you know, it's just very relaxing as I'm sitting here and I just feel the warmth um, as it just, you know, just kind of seeps into my hands. Is that the, the way you know, uh, to put it, it's very comforting. Have you noticed that? Oh, you know, that I think I seriously had a major coffee addiction. I couldn't go anywhere, especially if I was in like an uncomfortable situation or a new situation or a stressful time in my life. I always had to have a cup of coffee in my hands because of that comforting feeling. But I have to tell you, I have to share that last, I'm trying to think, maybe it was the beginning of this year, it was either the end. No, it was the beginning of this year. God called me and my prayer partner to a 40 day fast of giving up coffee. And I thought, Oh, I'll be okay. I can have hot chocolate. I can have tea. I'll be okay. He broke that addiction for me. And now I can enjoy it without having to have it. Meaning I can enjoy that comfort and that warmth and that feeling of of being wrapped up in a warm cocoon or a warm blanket without feeling like, oh, I can't go anywhere without my blankie, you know what I mean, without my cup Mm -hmm. of coffee. That's how I used to Mm -hmm. be. And God cured me of that, and now I can just enjoy it for what it is instead of a have to. And there's such a difference. You're right, Kara. Just having that, that warmth and that comfort and that cozy feeling is wonderful when you don't have to have it. So 
Um, so yes, I completely 100% agree with you. I absolutely love that, especially on these cold mornings um, that are, yeah, really cold, but it's fall, so it's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe it cold, is, but right? It's <laughs> and it's just, um, I, I would love to know what a... Oh, I get these mixed up all the time, so help me, Sherry. Psychiatrists or psychologists would have to say about the feeling, the mental or emotional feeling that we get from warmth, you know. Because to me, and I don't ask me this, don't ask me why, but like as this is, um, as my hand is like, you know, around the mug and everything else, and it's, you know, the warmth, it reminds me of a hug. Does that sound yes. weird? No, and I always feel like I'm wrapped in a, a cozy blanket sitting on my couch yes. with the fire in the, the fireplace. Yes, it's it's that feeling of security, that feeling of comfort, whatever that is for you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And this is a side note, psychologist does not administer medicine, psychiatrist does. That's the difference. Oh, say, say that one more time because I really need to know this. <laughs> So psychologist does not administer medication, but a psychiatrist can. So I believe that a psychiatrist is also a doctor. If I'm wrong, um, listeners, please correct me. But I believe that they also have a doctorate so that they can administer medicine. And psychologists, they have masters. They might even have doctorates too, but psychologists cannot administer medicine. That is my understanding. So if I'm wrong, listeners, please tell me. But I think that's... Please correct <laughs> Like and I always tend to get those. Um, oh my goodness, I get them confused all the time, you know. And and so I'm like, but either one, it sounds like from your description, should be able to be able to tell me. Well, the reason, oh, Kara, yeah. that you're feeling. Okay. <laughs> like, well, don't you know. because if it, if it wasn't my degree in college, if that wasn't what I had studied, I wouldn't know the difference either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So it's like, and I'm like, years ago when I worked in the the medical medical field, not the mental medical field, but um, it's like I used to, you know, kind of like know this, and I'm like, or at least know some of the differences. And it's like now that I've been out of it for so long, I'm like, I I can't even remember, <laughs> you know. Right. But if any of you out there ha are um, doctors in mental health, and you're like, oh, I want to add to this conversation because I know exactly what they're talking about. I know exactly what it, you know, um, the feelings that we get from it, you know, and how it can actually benefit us, you know, that we would love to have you chime in. We would love, just email us at cheerupodcast um, at gmail.com. You can find um, me on social media. Um, personally, you can find me under Arthur Kara R. Hunt uh, on Facebook. And uh, Sherry is under Sherry Swalwell um, on Facebook, and Sherry is C-H-E-R-I. You can find us both on social media and also the Cheer Podcast. If you just type in Cheer Podcast, we're on Facebook. We are also on all social media platforms. Uh, excuse me. Yes, social, well, not all social media platforms because we're not on TikTok, but, you know, so many other ones, but like Instagram and Twitter, we're on there, we're on LinkedIn, and um, so you guys can find us anywhere, just send us a message um, and just let us know and be like, hey, you know, I, I know why 
you know, you guys get this feeling from that, or I can I chime in on that, you know, or something like that. And then we would love to be able to just chit with, uh, chit chat with you, and you know, be able to discuss this more from a professional um, me- mental health, you know, um, aspect aspect of it. But again, you can always email us at your podcast at gmail dot com. That'll be the easiest way to get to us, and probably the quickest. <laughs> You know, since, you know, there are so many different um, social media platforms that we try to keep up with. So uh, Gmail, um, the the email will probably be a lot uh, more direct for us to be able to get to. But, um, and you know what, Sherry, I remember... um, you know, one of my doctors have, is actually mentioned that, and she's not a mental health doctor. She's a functional medicine doctor, and um, we were talking about stress, and um, and I remember her saying, you know, there's just so many natural ways that we can get our body to calm down from stress, and she was saying, you know, one of them, of course, and she was like, you like tea, right? And I was like, yes, I love, you know, like herbal uh, uncaffeinated teas, and she was like, so when you're drinking your tea, she was like, you take your time, and she said, you do feel the warmth in the in the cup, and when you sip it, you she said, and the great thing about tea is that you can't gulp it like water, right? She's right. like, you have to you have to you have to actually sip it. She goes, and one thing about that is that it gets you to calm down. She said, like, don't do anything else. While you're enjoying this tea, your focus is on the tea. It's not on answering an email. It's not looking at TV. It's not reading a book. You're just sitting there holding the tea and the salsa, for example. You're sipping it. You're feeling it go down your throat into your esophagus. You're feeling the warmth of the cup. You're smelling the aroma of the tea. And with herbal teas, you get a lot of aroma. I just want to throw that out there, (laughs) you know. Yes, she's like, inhale the aroma and enjoy just the experience of the tea. She goes, that, then she went into the the, uh, medical part of how that engages a certain part of the brain and it actually helps calm you down. You know, just by something simple as just focusing on the tea and actually drinking the tea. You know, um, and you know, and just actually enjoying it and the taste. So you're engaging all five senses. That the touch so of it. Cool. That is so huh? cool that you said that. That is so cool that you said that. Because last night when I was enjoying the hot chocolate, I was going to read a book while I did it, but I thought I can't really hold my cup and read my book at the same time because I can't hold mm-hmm. both at the same time. So I chose to just sit. And you're right. It's so at first I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm like not doing anything. This is crazy. I should be doing something. I should be scrolling social media. I should be answering emails. I should be texting people. I should be this. I should be that. No, I just sat there and held the cup and enjoyed the aroma. It felt it going down. Oh, my goodness. So I was doing what your doctor said to do without even realizing I was distressing myself. Yay. See there and see how the Holy Spirit works as well. See, yes. you were getting medical advice without having to pay for it. Who needs insurance, yes. right? <laughs> that is awesome. See there? Because you were getting it, and you were just doing it. And I had never thought about that. I'm like you. It's like, well, why am I enjoying this tea? Let me answer this text. You know, let me write this note. Let me do this. Let me do that. You know, and so you're not enjoying it, and that adds to your stress 
level without us even realizing it, you know? And it was just something as simple as just, you know, enjoying that. And, of course, it doesn't have to be tea. You know, she just happens to know that I enjoy, uh, if I'm not having uh, hot cocoa in the morning, I'm usually having a cup of tea, you know. So, and she's like, you know, with that tea, you know, just enjoy it. You know, so it could be, it could be whatever warm drink you enjoy, including coffee. If you don't have any issues with coffee and coffee doesn't um, have any, um, you don't experience any negative side effects from coffee, it could be any type of warmth, but you're actually experiencing, you're actually enjoying it, right? And you're experiencing it with all five sentences. Uh, senses with the touch, the seeing, the feeling, the taste, the smell. And, you know, you're not just, um, you know what, Sherry, now that I think about it, when it comes to coffee, with the prices of some coffee at these premium coffee shops, it's almost better that you do experience it, right? Because <laughs> it's like, you know it. You know, because, like, you know, people will take their laptops and their phones for example, to these, uh, you know, premium coffee places and everything. And, of course, you're going there to get work done, right? But, oh, my goodness, after you just forked over 8 or $9 for a cup of coffee, you know, it's like, I'm just going to enjoy this coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and with all the stuff people have added to it, you know, have added to it, it's like, do you really enjoy that? Because, you know, you have people who are very specific. Oh, I want half this, half that. You know, they'll say, I want half this, half that, half skim, half that. I want a little bit of cream. I want a sprinkle of cinnamon. I want a little bit of paprika. You know, throw some pumpkin spice in there. You know, and everything else. So it's like right. this uh, masterpiece by the time it gets done, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and you're paying, a, you're paying a, a, a premium for that, meaning it's just not your cup of regular coffee is what I'm trying to say. Um, right. That I still think you can get from, from most places for like under a dollar. Right or about a dollar, yes. but when you're paying for like these these masterpieces of of of, of um, artistic art that you're about to enjoy, you know it kind of comes to the point where like I just spent a lot of good, you know to me anything above two dollars is good money, okay? <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. why, well, actually anything above a penny, but, you know, it's like for a drink. And so it's like you pay a lot for it, and I'm, it's like why not take the time to actually enjoy it? Enjoy all the flavors that you ask the barista to put together. Enjoy the, the aroma of it all. Enjoy the taste of it, you know, and everything else. And, you know, because, um, you know, I don't even know if people do this, but I think foodies do that, right? Um, because... They can tell you almost like all the ingredients that's in that cake that they just took yeah. a little bit of bite of, you know. You, they could just, you know, most people be like, oh, my goodness, this cake, cake is good. And then, you know, for instance, like someone who's really, you know, into into food, like a foodie could be able to, you know, be able to pick out what type of flour was used, what kind of butter. <laughs> Right. You know, um, the different, they go, oh, I got a hint of um, vanilla in here, or is it butterscotch, you know, and they can pick all that out. And so, and I think we need to just do that and enjoy that more, you know, um, and everything else. And and now with the... Um, uh, with Werby technology, guarding um, like premium drinks and premium coffees, we can do that at home. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you can enjoy it and add your own ingredients. Like Sharon, I was talking, you know, like within three minutes, we can make our own homemade um, hot cocoa, and we can tweak it as we like. You know, like Sherry said, she'll uh, go back and forth between different um, nut milks and different things like that. And so you can make it, and you can sit there, and you enjoy it. And I wish I could remember exactly my doctor's words about the particular parts of the nervous system that does, how it calms it down, you know, and everything else. But it's probably a good thing I don't because I'll probably mess it up. And I'm not a medical professional, (laughs) you know. But it's just that it engages a certain part, I think, of our brain and our nervous system, and it actually calms us down when we actually take the time to enjoy it. So if you're in a – I like doing that in the mornings, and usually before anybody is up, before I do anything. And so I'm not necessarily stressed per se, but my mind will be like a locomotive sometimes, and if I get up in the morning, um, probably before I put my feet <laughs> on the floor, I'm already thinking about 100 things that needs to be done that day, right? So your mind, yeah, your mind starts to stress um, and think about all these things, and none of they may not be bad. It may be all good things. It may be you're planning on going, taking the family out to something like an amusement park that day, and you're like, oh, make sure I pack the lunches. Oh, I got to make sure the cars, you know, everything's out the car so we can put everything in. Oh, what about the blankets? Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do about the dog? Don't forget his, you know, his dog treats. You know, it's like all those things, you know, you're just like, you're thinking that wouldn't be stress, right? But it is. It's, you know, in your mind, when you can't stop it, and sometimes my mind would just constantly go with everything that needs to be done that day and sitting down and stopping those thoughts, putting a, uh, brakes on the locomotive, slowing down the train, and just enjoying a cup of tea and actually enjoying it stops all that because what goes on in the brain affects the body. And that is why a lot of physicians say, um, uh, mental physicians and uh, mental doctors and medical doctors say stress is the one of the um, main causes of of um, debilitating diseases like cancer, and because it just adds a lot of you know the brain interacts with the body and so we got to slow sometimes that 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 train down. In my case, you know, it's more of like. I'm thinking of a hundred things in like milliseconds, you know, and you know how to do it. And it's like, no, Kara, that's not how it's supposed to work, <laughs> you know, and you, we're not supposed to, we're not built that way um, as humans, you know, we're to be, and as Christians, we are to rest in the peace of God. We are to make plans. We should make notes. And of course you want to have an itinerary and a to-do list so that, you know, you're not halfway into your trip and you, for, you realize you forgot something major, but we can't, try to think of it all and get it all, um, compress it all into the first two to three minutes of the day. And so just that, you know, drinking that tea like that is just an excellent way of just kind of getting the locomotive to slow down and your day to start to where, you know, you can start off more peaceful instead of already stressed out before you even done anything. What do you, what do you, what do you want to share about that, Sherry? Well, see, that is the other thing. That's one of the many, many, many things that I love about our friendship is we are so similar, and yet there are certain things where we're complete opposite but still similar. So you need it in the morning to slow you down in the morning. My mornings are my most productive time. So when I get up, I 
I hit the floor, but I'm not stressed yet, if that makes sense, at least most of the time. Sometimes I am. Sometimes, like I've gone through seasons where, um, in fact, I'm just coming out of a very stressful time this summer. It seems like any little thing that, like, wouldn't bother a normal person set my blood pressure skyrocketing to stroke level. Like, I was, Mm -hmm. like, living in that fight and flight mode 24-7. So any additional trigger, any additional stress put me literally in the stroke level range. And it scared me because I'm like, okay, something is obviously going on with me because I'm not just stressed. I'm super stressed. I'm hyper stressed. And so, but like I said, for the most part, so God has really been working with me this summer that if I don't take care of my body, if I don't take care of myself emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, there's not going to be a me around to take care of. And then there's going to be no mom for my kids, no wife for my husband, or at least not in the form of Sherry Swalwell. So, um, so I had to make some really major changes pretty quickly. But so for you, you like to do that in the morning. For me, if I don't take that time at night to slow down, to stop the, the train, I can't sleep. Because I'll go to bed, I'll put my head down, and the, that computer will have 50 windows open, and I can't shut them. Instead of shutting them, I'll have 50 more open, and I'll be laying there going, I got to go get this done. I got to go do this. I got to go do this. I can't wait till morning. Exactly. I got to do this. So for me, what you do in the morning to calm yourself and get you ready for your day I'm most productive in the morning. I get the most things done. And then I used to crash at like two or three in the afternoon. And I wouldn't say I crash anymore because I'm deliberately taking time to breathe. Like I am realizing I'm, I'm 50 years old. Yes. I'm, I'm admitting my age, but I'm 50 years old this year. And I'm realizing, you know what? It's okay. If I decide to stop in the middle of my work day and eat some lunch, it's good for me. It's okay to do that. I don't have oh, to absolutely. because I have so many things that I have to get done. Like I am realizing that rest and the balance between rest and work is so important. I used to, and if my doctor, if she was listening to this podcast, she'd be really mad at me for not telling her this, but I used to have chest pain all the time regularly. And I figured that it was just, you know, whatever part of life. I didn't figure that it was all that serious since I have started to slow down and take that time to listen to my body, like you say, the chest pain is pretty much gone. And if it comes back, I realize that my blood pressure must be rising and I need to do something about it right away. So like yesterday, I mean, I have the to-do list never ends, never ends for everybody. And, and I'm not an exception. I'm just a normal person. So the to-do list is constantly there. But I decided, you know what, Monday night I worked a little bit. Not a lot, but a little. Tuesday night, I did my normal. Tuesday nights are my work late nights. And last night, I had like, I don't know, maybe a half an hour worth of things to do. And I made another list of things that have to be done by the end of this week. And then I said, I'm going to push back. I'm going to make the hot chocolate. I'm going to sit and I'm going to just savor. And and then when I finished that, then I went to bed and I read. Um, I like to read a little bit before I go to bed. I don't like to I like to turn the screens off. I like to get away from the TV and I like to just sit in bed and unwind. And it's so much more restful and so much more peaceful. And so for me, I have to do it in the afternoons because 
my most productive times are in the morning. Like I used to say my brain shut off at 3 p.m. That's not necessarily true anymore because I'm taking care of myself better, but I still prefer to get all my stuff done earlier instead of later. And, you know, and it's just so amazing. And it's, and if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) is it, oh my goodness, was it you or was it another listener? Was it another, someone we were interviewing one time, but does your doctor listen to the podcast? I think I remember someone saying that their doctor, (laughs) you know, sometimes (laughs) listens to the podcast. (laughs) So anyway, uh, if, if Sherry gets a phone call from her physician, uh, we will share that on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, get your your tail in here right now. (laughs) I know. I do not recommend not telling your doctor about this, but... Um, piggybacking off of that, uh, I want to read something to you guys, and it's from a devotion called Living a Life of Obedience, okay? And it is uh, Living a Life of Obedience, number six. <laughs> so, and it's, it just, it's a simple little paragraph, and it says, even though I thought God had cured me of a lot of my perfectionistic qualities, when I'm stressed out, they creep back in. This past fall has been a very stressful time in our family's life. In the midst of the busy, we chose to add another family member to our household, a bearded dragon. It was recommended that we handle him as much as possible to help acclimate him to being held. Therein is where the problem began. Truth be told, I'm not the calmest when it comes to handling reptiles, so my stress level was through the roof when attempting to calm him down. Despite these odds, I thought things were progressing quite nicely until he started giving me the stare down, taking on a predatory stance and opening his mouth as though to attack all while fluffing out his beard. That certainly didn't help with my blood pressure. That is from the devotional, Living a Life of Obedience, number book number six from Sherry Swalwell. So you guys here on the podcast are getting a more in-depth sight, <laughs> you know, into um, what she talks about in one of her books. And stress, like, okay, so um, so many times, like, we, we think of stress as, you know, the big things, right? You know, I'm having difficulties at work, issues with my husband, oh, my children are about to drive me mad, you know, um, and, and things like that. But in this case, it was just handling a reptile. Now, to me, that's immediately stressful because I see a reptile and I go the other way. So I can't imagine. <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, we were on our way into church yesterday evening, and um, some ladies I was with, uh, and and uh, she was like, and this is kind of like the tone of her voice. She was like, "Oh, wow, look, there's a lizard!" You know, like she was just so excited, and it was just like like someone would say when they see a butterfly, right? You know, oh, look, a pretty butterfly. She's like, oh, my goodness, look, it's a lizard. And I turned my head to look, and sure enough, it was a nice-sized lizard, and Kara went the other way, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The other ladies went, oh, lizard, right? And they just, you know, they went towards the lizard, and um, I went the other way. I gave it a wide berth, okay, (laughs) because now as far as I know, Lizards don't jump on people. I don't think 
they bite or I don't think they attack. At least I didn't think they did. So I was just reading it, Sherry's devotional, but that's a bearded dragon. So that's not a lizard, right? Am I Sherry? Am I right, Sherry? Right. Right. And most bearded dragons are super, super friendly. We just happened to get, like, we didn't know what we were doing. And the only reason I became a reptile mom was because I love my youngest more than I love myself because I was like, well, he wanted a, um, um, oh, what did he want? Oh, he wanted a scorpion. We were like, uh, no, 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 we're not doing a scorpion, but maybe we'll do a bearded dragon. We were told they were really, really friendly. Well, we didn't like investigate or check out any of the, the ones that were offered. We just were like, okay, we'll take that one. Well, that one happened to be the most aggressive one in the bunch so we kept him for three weeks, and I read my receipt, and it said you could return them for any reason. So I called the place up, and I said, look, I said, he's not sick, but I cannot have him in my home for 12 years or 10 years or however long these things live. He's going to give me a heart attack. So either you take him back, or I don't know what I'm going to do because he can't live here anymore. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I had to have double gloves in order to catch him and put him back in his box because he attacked me all the time. He did not like me. I did not like him. It was mutual. So we took him back to the the place and they said, well, you can try again. And I said, well, give me a month to get my blood pressure back to normal. And then if you can help me pick out a good one, then I'll, I'll be okay. They picked us out. Like they spent two hours with us so that I could hold it there so that I could get used to it. Every time I got scared, she was like, nope, it's not getting ready to bite you. It's it's just curious. Um, they gave us the sweetest, most lovable, wonderful um, bearded dragon. Her name was Jewel. The first one was Unpotato, and he did get rehomed. He went to a home of people who actually knew what they were doing. So he was happy. We were happy. Jewel came to live with us. She was happy. So it was a very happy ending, but yeah. Um, no, as far as I know, they do not normally attack you. He just happened to not like me, and the feeling was mutual. <laughs> See, but it's just something every day, right? This is a um, uh, a pet that you have in your yeah. home. And it's yeah. just you were handling it, and that causes stress. And I don't think as... Um, as human beings that we realize sometimes the little things cause stress some, just as much stress as something big. Right, right. Sometimes you know, stressing little stress gets you harder than the so, – so sometimes when you have those big fight and flight moments, you can acknowledge them, people empathize, people come around to help, people are like, what can I do? But when you have that drip, drip, drip of the little stress that you never get out of, that's just as, if not more, dangerous to your health, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Because when you're on that, like you were explaining how in the mornings when you wake up and your thoughts go on that locomotive, that of, well, if you don't get that under control and if you don't work on calming that down, then that's going to eventually affect your marriage, affect you as a mom, because you're not going to be present. I know I can't tell you how many times, and I feel this is one thing that I'm trying to change about myself, although I have to say that our youngest is very um, accommodating and, and wonderful in this regard, but like we'll be grocery shopping, and I'm trying to think of my list, and I'm trying to make sure I buy everything and get the stuff that's on sale, and you know, if I've got a thousand 
things going through my head and he's trying to talk to me and have a conversation. And half the time I'm like, excuse me, just one minute. I am listening to you, but what do you think of this? Do you want this for lunch? Do you want this for lunch? And then we'll stop. He'll answer my question and then I'll go back to whatever it is he's talking about. But I feel so rude when I do that, but yet I'm trying to be present with him. But I also have the responsibility of making sure I stretch our grocery dollars, making sure I get everything on the list. So in two days, we aren't like, I'm hungry. There's nothing in the house. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So we have to be really, really careful. And you know what? It's, and it, that is so true. And it's, um, and before we, you know, um, kind of wrap this up a little bit, I kind of want, I, uh, it, it, to, to, to piggyback again off of something you were saying, I think one of the simplest definitions of stress that I have heard and um and 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 I know stress is like a um has a much much more deeper um definition medically but I think the simplest definition I have heard is stress is doing something you don't want to do right oh, so yes it's like and if you have a job that you have to go to in the morning, but you really don't like it, that's stress. And so that could be a big deal, right? Because you're eight hours with people you don't like working with or could be working against you or trying to sabotage your career or a boss who takes credit for everything that you, you do, right? So those are the big stresses. But even like recently, I was invited to, you know, um, to do something and it was, oh, yes. Uh, I'll be there, you know, type of thing. But in my mind, I'm like, I really don't want to go. But the reason I agreed to do it was because of the people involved and I did not want to disappoint them, right? And because I love them with all my heart, you know, and everything else. And I'm like, you know what? This And it wasn't even a bad event. It was just that I knew it was going to be taking a time out of my day on a particular day that, you know, I needed to, you know, uh, get – things done. And so on the day of the event or, you know, um, and everything, and it was that morning, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do it. I really don't want to do this. And it's almost like the, the Lord was reminding me, like, change your perspective on it, right? You know, you're going to be with people you love. You, you actually like them as well. Okay, so, you know, there's some people you love and you, you don't like, but that's another podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's like you actually love them and you like them as well. And it is what it is. You already gave your word. You already said you're going uh, to to do this, you know, and everything else and change your perspective. Enjoy it. Start looking forward to it instead of dreading it. And do you know that changes everything mentally? You know, it's no longer that like fight or flight type of mode, right? Because it's like, what was I going to do? I had already committed to it. I don't like going back on my word. I try to avoid whenever I can. And it wasn't even something bad. It was just, you know, the timing was off. You know, and it wasn't just exactly something I really wanted to do, but it's like, it's something that, you know, I could do, it would bless, uh, I'd be blessed by it, you know, and everything else. And it's like, just do it, just change your perspective on it. And it went from dreading, which is stress, because I'm stressing about it, you know, um, and everything else to, you know what? I haven't seen so-and-so in years, you know, and everything else. And, you know, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And, you know, that mental shift, just changing your perspective on it. And then, you know, I, it ended up being one of the best, 
days that I had in a very, very long time. Do, do you see what I'm saying? So it's almost like um, it's, it's those little things that I think the enemy can take to make us think that it's going to be, the, oh, you know, I'm going to just go there. I'm going to just, you know, grit my teeth, grin and bear it, as they used to say, and everything else. But when we change our perspective on it, um, it is just such a different thing. And you get to go. You're more relaxed. You're more enjoyable. You don't kind of go in with that, I'm here, but I really don't want to be here attitude. You start, you know, you have that um, joy. That, that cheerfulness that goes with it. You're like, you know what? It's happening, so I might as well enjoy it. And I think that is some that is just you know a key. Changing our perspective can help us a lot in certain situations where we um, doing something that we don't necessarily want to do, or at least you think you don't want to do until you do it. Type of you know situation. Just kind of you know changing our perspective on it. Has that ever happened to you, Sherry? Well, I am so glad you said that, Kara, because that is exactly what we're going to be talking about next week, is how our perspective and the way that God wants us to respond to stress changes everything. I am so glad that you brought that up. And I I really hope that everybody comes back next week so that we can discuss that in more detail, because you nailed it right there on the head. And yes, it makes such a huge difference. I am so glad that you guys were here today. We are so glad that you guys are here today. I hope that you were able to get um, some out of the stress talk that we had today. And please come back next week because we're going to talk about how just that one shift in perspective changes everything. It literally changes everything, not only inside your body, mental or physically, but it changes mentally. Well, I think it really starts spiritually and then it goes to the mental, then it goes to the physical, and then it goes to the emotional. And we're going to unpack that next week. If you have any prayer requests or need encouragement or need prayer, please email us at cheeruppodcast at gmail.com. We would love to pray for you and with you. Come over to the Facebook group at Cheer Up Podcast and join that so that we can have some um, community building and just share together with other people, other like-minded people like us as well. Head over to Kara's website. Her book, Kite, book two, is out already. I am so excited. It is amazing. You guys will love it. Please go check that out on her website, or you can check it out on Amazon, too. But her website is Kara R. Hunt, K-A-R-A-R-H-U-N-T dot com. And um, cut over to my uh, website, SherrySwalwell.com, C-H-E-R-I. S-W-A-L-W-E-L-L.com. If you liked the, the snippet of the devotional today, that came from Living a Life of Obedience, and that's part of the Freedom Series. You can check it out on my website. You can check it out on Amazon. I would love it if you would um, buy one, pick one up for yourself, pick one up for a friend, and get that encouragement that you might want or need. Jesus in the Everyday, it's a membership that was started um, just kind of to help you grow closer to God. Um, the, the podcast helps with that. Um, I have a YouTube channel that helps with that. And then this monthly membership is just something so that you have daily encouragement, daily prompts to dig deeper into your relationship with God yourself, 365 days a year. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can also find information on the homepage of my website, and there's also a link you can click where you can find out more detailed information as well. I would love for you to check that out and join the community. We are so glad that you're here. 
Come back next week because we're going to talk about how that one shift in perspective changes everything. Again, so glad that you're here. Have a great rest of your week and happy November.